Good morning. Today is February the 10th, 2021. We finished our last podcast, Understanding What is Acceptable of the Lord. And I think that in these dark days in which we live, and I think they are dark days, I really don't like what's going on in this country, but I've realized that I really put too much stock and hope and faith in what was happening in the world when things were going good. And then when they just turned around with the stroke of a pen, I found myself getting uncomfortable. And so I thank the Lord that he showed me I was looking to the world more than to the Lord. And as none of us know how many more days we have to live on this earth, I think our goal should be the goal of being accepted by God. And here it says that we're to walk in the light. And the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. The thing that frustrates me the most as I attempt to find out what's going on in the world is that I don't know what to believe. And therefore, I turned off my television. I have a lot more time, and I'm not as as frustrated as I was. Because I hear one thing, and then I hear the opposite, and I don't know what's true and what's not true. But as I've told you before, I know the Bible is true. And it's it's really exciting to study truth, because the truth sets you free. And so we're told here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Now, what does it mean by works of darkness? Who are the people that are working in the dark? Well, frankly, it's people that don't know the Lord. Because the light spoken of here in Ephesians is the light of the Lord. It's not the sunlight or the electricity in your house. It's the light of God. And he is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And I don't want to walk in the dark. And I don't want to be a part of the darkness. Therefore, I have to stay away from dark areas. He said it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. You see, the, God, the light of God reveals the darkness of man. And we are really seeing the true character and the true well, character of the people that are leading this country. Our leadership, they're walking in darkness. They cannot see. He said, Wherefore, awake, thou that sleepest, Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Oh, I just pray that you'll pay careful attention to this podcast. It's so vital to the way you live your life. Circumspectly. The word circumspect means accurate. I always think of it of an aerialist in a circus. 
he's going to walk, he's a tightrope walker. And he's going to walk from one end of a rope to the other end of the rope. The rope is fastened to poles. He starts out at one pole. And as he begins to walk, he has to focus his attention on where he's going. If I was walking a tightrope, I would want to look down to be sure my feet hit the rope. And if you do that, you'll fall and die. So you got to focus on, on the goal. You got to keep your eyes on that pole and walk straight to it. And you'll, you'll make it. And that's what it means to walk circumspectly. So what is your goal? What is my goal? What is our goal in life? It should be to walk in the light. And then there is no darkness. And light reveals the things around us. And the next verse says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. If you don't think that's adequate description of this day, I don't know where you've been hiding your head. The days today are evil. And we're to re redeem the time. Don't waste your time. Verse 17 is key. It says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I have taught this verse to so many people. It is so crucial that you and I understand what the will of the Lord is. It's singular. It's the same for everybody. It's not different for you, different for me. The purpose of God for us is the same. The plan of God for us is different with every one of us. We have different gifts and different talents and different abilities, and we're to use them in light so that we see and know what we're doing. But God's will, he said, don't be unwise. Understand what the will is. What is the will? It says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I've probably told you this a million times, but I'll tell you again. I love that verse. I love that verse because before I became a Christian, and one night I was out with my date, whose name was Sam Peoples, and I was having a miserable time at a big party because I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. And frankly, I wasn't from Birmingham, and so they weren't very nice to me. And I was miserable. I had never tasted alcohol. I was 22 years old. At Auburn, where I went to school, if you were caught drinking, you were kicked off the campus. Nobody drank. I never had a date with anybody that drank. But here we are at this big swanky party with this boy I've just met. And everybody is rude. And he has a drink. And he said, would you like a drink? Everybody's drinking. I, did. I said, sure. He said, what do you want? I didn't know what to drink. You've never drank before. So I said, what are you going to have? And he said, I'm going to have scotch and water. 
And I said, okay, I'll have one too. That'll be fine. So he brought me a scotch and water. Now, if you've never had one and you try it, you just can't imagine how it burns your throat. I mean, it fries your tonsils. I drank it and swallowed and I, oh, I had to turn away so he didn't see my face. But I was determined to finish that drink and I did. And when I got through, he said, would you like another one? And you know what I realized? I really felt better. I couldn't believe it. I didn't care if those people were rude to me. So I had another one. After my first two scotch and waters in my 22 years of life, I was having so much fun. And all of a sudden, I didn't care what they thought of me or how they treated me. In fact, I got so cocky, I thought to myself, well, you just fool with me, you dumb people, and I'll take your boyfriend away from you. Because I had taken Sam away from one of the girls that was there. I didn't know it. I found out later. And so I realized I could be in a miserable situation, have a few drinks, and I didn't care. Now, I'm not proud of that, and I certainly don't recommend it. You know why I'm glad I had that experience? Because I think God is so wise. He put this together so that I and many others could understand that being controlled by alcohol had almost the same effect being controlled by the Holy Spirit. But alcohol is deadly. Hear me. I don't recommend it. I had a hangover the next day. I felt so bad. It took me hours to get over it. So why is he saying that? Don't drink to enjoy the party. Be controlled or filled with the Holy Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? It's love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and meekness and self-control. Oh man, to live that way. So please hear me one more time. I'm against drinking, but I understand this verse because of that experience I had at that party. And I don't have to drink to enjoy being wherever I am. If the Spirit of God is in control of me, the circumstances around me, don't change my emotional stability. Now the good news is yet to come. There's three ways you can know if, if the Spirit of God is in control of your life. You don't have to guess, you don't have to wonder. Look at these three verses. And as I go over them with you, realize that this can be your experience 24-7 for the rest of your life. Think of that. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When the Spirit of God is in control of you, you have a song in your heart. The heaviness is gone from your shoulders. The anxiety and the worry and the tension has been erased from your mind and your emotion. You have a song in your heart. How can you have a song in your heart when 
so many bad things are happening because that's what God does for you when you allow him to control you. And what's the next thing? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much negative talk going on today in America. So much complaining and stressed out over the virus and schools are closed and churches are closed and you can't have a wedding and you can't have a funeral. You know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to say, thank you, Lord. I don't like this any more than anybody else, but you are in control. And if you're in control of me, I can thank you. I can have a song in my heart. And instead of griping and criticizing and complaining, I can have a thankful attitude. Have you ever been with somebody that everything's negative? Everything is bad. You make one statement and they come back with something negative about it. Man, I'll tell you, I don't enjoy those people. I'm sorry. And then switch it over and go with somebody that's always positive. Oh, yeah, I don't like this either, but God's going to work in my heart. And he's going to work something good in me because of this situation. Because he said he would. Remember he said all things work together for good to those that love the Lord those that are called according to his purpose. And what's his purpose? To conform me to the image of his son. And what was his son like? He was love. He was unconditional love. And that's the way he wants us to be. And then the, the last thing is submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You're not a troublemaker. You get along when you don't get your way. And you can cooperate with other people. And you can enjoy fellowship with those that disagree with you. My new statement about the culture in which we live today is just about getting this way everywhere. And that is, if you don't hate who I hate, then I hate you. And that's why we live in such a divided nation today. Hate is destructive beyond belief. And we can have the Spirit of God controlling us. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't require anything except faith. A desire to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And the faith to believe if you ask Him to control you, He will. And He will produce, He will produce the fruit of the Spirit in you. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to try to be that way. It just happens. It's just such a free gift. I just wish I could pour it into the minds and hearts of people because I've spent so many miserable days as a Christian and now I know that I never have to spend another one. And I'm not perfect and I haven't arrived and there are times I can feel myself sinking into despair. I get lonely living by myself. I don't like going to bed alone and getting up alone. And I don't like not expecting my husband to come home. But you know what? I can have the Spirit of God in control of my life. 
and a song in my heart and a thankful attitude and a cooperative spirit. Oh, I thank you for listening. I pray that you'll take this to heart and that your life will turn around if it need be and you'll never go back. God bless you. Share this with those you love and thank you for listening.